Welcome to today's episode of Just a Thought. I am your host, Jason Modar. Today's episode is a lesson I deliver to the young men and women of the Yellow House, a Christian ministry on the campus of Stephen F. Austin University in Nacogdoches, Texas. This is the second time I was invited to speak at the Yellow House, and I chose to take the opportunity to speak about biblical manhood, a hot and controversial topic in just about any social circle, Christian or otherwise. The message, praise God, was well received by the students, and I will now share that message with you. The title of the lesson in today's episode is A Call to Biblical Manhood. Let's get started. What is a man? What is a woman? Once upon a time in a world saner than our own, these questions were so easily answered that they were not even worth asking. Things, however, have changed. The very questions, what is a man, or what is a woman, can trigger intensely visceral reactions. Matt Walsh even titled his 2022 documentary, What is a Woman in an Effort, amongst other motivations, to demonstrate just how far down the gender insanity rabbit hole we have traveled. But even Alice, in the most remote depths of Wonderland, never found herself facing the unprecedented twisting of reason and God-ordained order that we face. Typically, when dealing with a sin issue gripping an entire culture, one could easily say something like, now, we're not facing anything new here. Not so this time. Not even Huxley predicted this brave new world in which we now find ourselves. Never before has a culture, an entire civilization, found itself so completely unable to grasp basic biology and the foundations of God's created order, with that foundation being that he made them male and female. The origin story of today's talk takes us back in time two years when I was tasked with writing a senior charge to the young men of the graduating class of 2021 at the school that I teach at. The charge was to be a call to action for these young men as they exited the walls of their formative education and entered the world of college, career, marriage, and family. Much was on my mind as I pondered what to say to these young men. I was palpably aware that this, in many respects, was my last opportunity to disciple them in my role as their teacher and authority figure. What do you say to a group of young men that is meaningful, deep, powerful, penetrating, and all of that within the roughly five-minute time frame that I was allotted? The previous school year, their junior year, was cut short by COVID, and they returned to school in the fall of 2021, awash in the glow of the immoral anarchy that was the summer of George Floyd. Or excuse me, that would have been in the fall of 2020, awash in that glow of immoral anarchy. Their senior year was disrupted and arrested by COVID policies and procedures, both at school and in the community abroad. On top of all this, these seniors, especially the young men, were bombarded on a daily basis via our culture and social media especially with vicious attacks on gender and God's created order, having to make sense of such Orwellian terminology as toxic masculinity and gender fluidity. Not much has changed in the past two years, as I'm sure you are well aware. Men are still taught by our godless culture that they are essentially defective women, and that the traits that God created them with are dangers that must be subdued and feminized. In light of the continued heightened and pernicious attacks on godly masculinity, I will today, as I did nearly two years ago, address the men in the room with a message of reproof, exhortation, and hope. 
Ladies, you may be wondering why you shouldn't just check out for the next several minutes while I primarily address the men in the room and treat my lesson as one would a boring lecture from a college professor. I'll provide a few reasons. First, it is good for you to understand the war being waged against your male brothers in Christ and men generally, and how you ladies, whether you realize it or not, you have been dragged into that war. Second, this will provide you with a biblical vision of how men ought to be, men you may one day marry, and sons God may one day bless you with. Finally, ladies, as the men go, so go you. As the men go, so goes a society. A society of men beaten into weakness and effeminacy and softness by a culture that despises them will lead to a society in which women are overburdened and laden with duties and responsibilities that they ought not to be burdened and laden with. Ladies, if the men lose, so do you. Therefore, let us train up godly men who achieve victory in the name of the greatest of men, Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. Gentlemen, it is time to do away with childish things. I have little doubt that you have been equipped to do so by your Lord, by your parents, and other godly influences. Equipment, however, is useless if not applied and used correctly. It is time to choose this day the kind of men you'll become for the rest of your lives. How will you put to use, to the glory of God Most High, your equipping? Remember that you are men. You live in a society, a culture that has not simply forgotten what a man is. It is attempting to remake men, males, in its godless image. Resist this remaking. You are image bearers of God. He made you males. That is good. That is true. That is beautiful. You were born men. You will die men. You will live in the intermediate right now as men. You will be fathers who raise strong daughters and courageous sons. You will be husbands who love their wives with a jealous love as God loved Israel and as Christ loved, loves rather, the church. Our culture would prefer if you were effeminate, soft, nice, safe. God wants you to be masculine, like when he told Job to gird up his loins, like a man. Tough like the Apostle Paul, who, after being nearly stoned to death, went right back into the city that tried to kill him and preached the gospel. Fair yet firm like Jesus, who interceded for the woman caught in adultery and told her to stop sinning. And he wants you to be dangerous. That's right. You must be dangerous. Dangerous to future men that court your daughters. Dangerous to an individual or institution that would seek to harm your family. Dangerous to a government that may one day tell you to stop worshiping the king, one Jesus Christ. Dangerous like the gospel, a message of, yes, incredible love, that also looks sinful man square in the face and says, you are wicked. You have sinned against a holy God. Repent, therefore, for the forgiveness of your sins. You must be dangerous Christians. Christians who understand that you carry a message of hope, freedom, and love that the world hates and fears. This world wants to hide comfortably in its sin, wants to hide from uncomfortable truths, wants to define love according to its sinking sand of a moral foundation. 
You worship a God that has called you to tell the world to hate its sin and repent of its sin, to follow the truth, and that truth being Jesus himself, and to establish the way you love on the chief cornerstone that the builders rejected, the cornerstone of Christ. Gentlemen, choose this day whom you will serve, whether it be the false gods of safety, comfort, and neutered masculinity that are served by the cowardly and man-pleasers, or if it is the one true God who made a giant slayer the king of Israel and made a dragon slayer the king of the universe. I pray that as for you men in your homes, you will serve the dragon slayer.